Good morning, everyone. I hope you can you can hear me. Yeah. Okay. So I'd like to um, this morning continue to um, unfold the instructions for the practice from yesterday and then following on from the talk last night. So one thing that's um, possible for us that we develop and cultivate through our meditation practice is to open the range. Yeah, we open the range of what we can attend to. Yeah, of what um, we can be intimate with. We can say in the in the language that we've been using on this retreat, um, and we can do this um, this opening of the range. We can include in the range of what we can attend to, what we can be intimate with. We can also include um, unpleasantness, things that we tend to see as unpleasant. So either uh, unpleasant sensations in the body or if you're working with sound, um, unpleasant um, sounds in the environment. And this very much goes... This very much goes against the stream of, um, of how we usually attend to our experience. Yeah. Typically, um, when we meet the unpleasant, uh, our instinct is not to open to it. Yeah. It's very much going against the stream of our conditioning and our habits. So I'm going to um, kind of go into this in some detail, but just to say that we're basing this very much on the practice we've already been doing. Yeah? It's not a completely different thing, yeah. but actually a continuation or a development of it. So we're primarily using body or breath or sound as a way of anchoring, grounding, gathering our attention um, and we're staying sensitive to possibility, to what's possible, yeah? to ha- what is the way of relating that's possible for us. How the way of relating is impacting experience. So as we've been practicing so far with um, tuning into pleasant comfortable aspects of our experience. Um, this, is, this is taking us deeper into our experience, more intimately into our experience. And we continue to do that as a, as a primary practice. Yeah. We're continuing to uh, open to a deeper and deeper experience of the breath in the body or of the body sense itself or of sounds. Yeah. So there's less, as we do that, one thing that happens is we open up the space and there's less contraction. Yeah. Space is larger, wider. And yet, as 
you probably have noticed already, at least some of you, even while we do this practice, maybe opening the space, stretching out the space, or um, opening to the pleasant, at times, yeah, we will meet areas of um, less pleasantness in experience. They'll just make themselves known. You know, they'll come up for us. Um, it might be contraction or pain, um, tiredness yeah, also is unpleasant. Um, and it's quite difficult for us. Yeah, it's not our habit to stay with that experience. We tend to want to either run away from it or make it go away. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our tendency. Yeah, and yet there's possibilities here. So that's what the teachings keep um, keep reminding us of. There's possibilities. Yeah, there's the the kind of unfolding of our experience, there's the habits and tendencies that we have as human beings, and yet that's not the end of the story. There's possibilities, there's ways of relating here. And not just ways of relating that bring uh, more well-being and less dukkha, less suffering, but also um, ways of relating that deepen our wisdom and understanding. Yeah, that deepen our wisdom and understanding. So to highlight a really important um, aspect of Dharma teaching, the dukkha, yeah, we've used this word, D-U-K-K-H-A, the dukkha is in the way of relating to experience, or a lot of the dukkha, and I'll say more of it, the ill being, the suffering, the stress that we experience. So much of that is in how we're relating to what is happening rather than just um, in the object itself. And another key principle that comes with that, when there's dukkha, there's contraction. We'll be unpacking this quite a lot. But when there's dukkha, there's some degree of contraction and tension in the body or in awareness that comes with that. So how we relate to... Um, the unpleasant, the painful, the uncomfortable in our lives. How we relate becomes really key to freedom and well-being because it is, it's in that relationship where we can find freedom. So the way of relating, yeah, going to come in more and more to the center of what we're doing here. Yeah, there's an object and there's a way of relating always when there's an experience. And again, the ways of relating are typically very strong habits that we have. Yeah. And when we know that, when we remember there's a habit in the way of relating that is impacting the degree of dukkha or well-being in the experience, um, this, this becomes like an invitation to us. Yeah, it becomes an invitation to us. Yeah. How can I nourish sensitivity here? Checking how am I relating to this experience um, and what's the impact of that way of relating and what are my options? What are the options I have?
So one way that we can uh, relate differently to um, our body experience or any experience is by um, stretching out the parameters of how we see things. So for example, uh, we can, and I touched on it in the guided meditation yesterday, I think, we can um, see the breath as an energy, not just as a physical happening. Yeah, not just the physical manifestation of the breathing, but the breath as um, something that has an energy that moves through the body, yeah? which then frees us up, for example, to breathe in and out of different parts of the body, not just the physical through the nose, through the mouth, as an example. We're not limited to the anatomy. And when we do that, when we start playing a little bit with our conception, how we conceive something, this opens up, it becomes interesting and transformative. And it brings more intimacy. We can bring more contact, if we use this example of breath as energy, more contact with different areas in the body. And then we're interested to see how does that affect, how does that impact the heart and mind experience. And similarly, when we guide attention to something pleasant in experience, we can see that what happens with that is usually more intimacy with experience and more space and less contraction. So when we play with how we conceive things, noticing the pleasant, guiding the heart-mind towards the pleasant. And that affects the whole system. Yeah, affects the whole system and releases tension and contraction. So usually, typically, we respond to the unpleasant by actually reacting to it and primarily resisting. Yeah, resisting the unpleasant, shrinking away from it or pushing it away. Yeah, two movements. And can you see when I do it with the body, we're shrinking away or we're pushing it away. And in both of these, there's a contraction in the body. There's a limitation, there's a smallness, there's a tightness that comes in the body space. We can change that, yeah, moment by moment, yeah, breath by breath, sound by sound. We can change that habit of contracting, yeah, not following that urge. It's a strong urge, a strong habit to contract, to shrink, to tense, yeah, strong habit. We can uh, not follow that urge partly by replacing it or um, tuning in to the opposite of it, yeah, through either creating space and um, turning to the pleasant, loosening, relaxing, softening, allowing, yeah, prioritizing kindness and care rather than resistance and reactivity. So in the teachings, this um, our habitual way of relating to pain is um, 
is often described as, uh, as shooting two arrows, as the shooting of two arrows. So there's the initial arrow of pain or discomfort arising in the body. And then the second arrow, which is our reactivity, our resistance, which actually adds uh, more pain. And now, um, one of the great things about the age we live in is that we have modern science kind of coming to many of the same conclusions that um, the Buddha was talking about 2,600 years ago. So now we know from research into pain in the body that actually one of the responses of the body to pain is to shrink and contract around it, which then creates more pain. Yeah. So the resistance yeah, around the pain in the body actually creates more pain, and it's a habit of the body, it's also a habit of the mind. So there's, I quote this a lot, but there's research into some types of chronic pain, only some types, yeah, where they've, they've shown that 70% of the pain that people are experiencing is to do with that contraction of the body and the resistance in the mind. So when people are taught um, relaxation techniques, yeah, they actually the pain is reduced by 70%, which is huge. Yeah. It's a huge amount. Um, so we can do that also through practice. Yeah. And this, uh, I, I mentioned the two arrows because for me that's a really helpful image of just kind of the way of relating as the second arrow, just saying, okay, where's the second arrow right now? What's the second arrow and how can that be um, let go of? How can that be transformed and changed so that there's less suffering instead of more? So we really are developing, cultivating the capacity to reduce, yeah, reduce the dukkha, ease the dukkha that arises. Sometimes, yeah, the easing is in the sensations themselves. Sometimes the easing is in the sense of the problematic around the experience. Yeah. Both of these are <laughs> incredibly um, powerful, whichever one happens. Yeah. Either the easing in the, in the thing itself or the easing in the sense of problematic. Yeah, being more responsive, less reactive. Yeah, responding to experience. It doesn't mean we become passive. We're responding to experience instead of being reactive to it. That really reduces um, the, the degree of dukkha, the degree of ill-being, and increase, increases the degree of well-being in our experience. So how do we do this? Okay, recap and some um, practical suggestions to how we do this. So first of all, remembering what we're interested in here, and um, I'm going to say this and see how it meets you. This is interesting. So this isn't about, okay, this isn't about getting rid of suffering, <laughs> which it very quickly can translate to that in our, in our or to getting rid of anything unpleasant. Yeah? It can very quickly translate in our minds to, to be that. Oh great, she's going to teach me <laughs> how to be pain-free. Yeah. So already the caveat, not exactly. 
okay? Because what we're actually interested here in here is increasing the range of what we can be with, what we can live with, what we can attend to, what we can include, what we can be intimate with. Yeah, so it's the increasing of the range that we're really interested in. Yeah, so can you see the difference? It's not about making my life perfect, but actually cultivating the capacity to be with a fuller, larger range of experience in a wholesome way that does reduce suffering, but it's a little bit different yeah, to the idea of getting rid of what I don't like or what isn't pleasant for me. And so the primary thing we're going to be practicing with today in order to do that is exploring ways to relate to the unpleasant in our experience that are not the habits of shrinking, contracting, denying, struggling with. Yeah. So remember this, the habit is shrinking away, yeah, hiding away, or pushing away. That's the, those are the movements that we usually make when we meet the unpleasant. And what we're interested in is to see what else is possible. Okay, so here are some suggestions. And we'll practice with them together also. Yeah. So these are possibilities that the teachings offer us for relaxing the reactivity. Now, relaxing the reactivity. When we relax the, when we relax the reactivity, um, the level of dukkha goes down as well. So remembering that the practice, the first one, remembering the practice is a cultivation of qualities like um, patience and creativity and responsiveness and tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cultivation. And so how do we do this as a practice? We remember this and then we can say to ourselves, um, can I just breathe with this? Yeah. Or if I'm with sound, can I just stay with the sound as this unpleasantness is also pre present? Yeah. So one breath, three breaths, five breaths. Yeah. You know, five seconds with the sounds as I'm also present with this. Yeah. Just that intimacy with the experience and just saying, can I just stay with this? and relax as much as possible as I'm doing this. So one way, just saying, okay, can I just, if I'll just use the breath as an example, stay with this for five breaths. Or, here's where we're playing with the breath. Yeah. Breathe around this sensation. So we're primarily working with sensations in the body as much as possible, or with unpleasant sounds. Yeah. Can I breathe around it? Or can I breathe in and out of it? What happens when I imagine the breath coming in and out of somewhere that feels unpleasant in the body? Yeah. So that's one kind of area that we can explore. Remembering I'm cultivating things like uh, patience and creativity and responsiveness. Can I do that through just staying with this for a few breaths? Yeah. or a few moments. Can I do that through playing with the breath, imagining it flowing around this area or in and out of that area and see what happens, having that creativity, that playfulness here. 
when we do this, part of what happens is some of the tension and the con- contraction eases. So another way of responding, yeah. another way of responding to discomfort or unpleasantness in the body is to directly loosen the contraction yeah, through inviting any tension that's there in the sensation, any tension in the sensation or around it to relax as much as possible. And we can particularly do that on the out-breath um, or with the sound as it's disappearing, if we're with the sound. Yeah. So just inviting any tension in the sensation or the area around it to relax as much as it can. We're inviting, we're not ordering. Yeah. Just to invite some relaxation of tension. So that's the second way third way okay and don't worry you don't need to do all of them (laughs) it's just different options to see what um, what uh, kind of um, interests you grabs you so third possibility seeing this discomfort or uh, unpleasant sound whatever it is seeing it in the context of um, a Nietzsche of um, the impermanent, changing nature of experience. Yeah. Not as solid or permanent as it seems. You remember my talk last night, our habitual ways to see this, ah, this is painful and it's all that there is and it's here and it's solid. So what happens when we see this yeah, as changing? And we can do that um, in several ways. Allowing this too to arise, to stay, and to pass. Yeah. We can bring attention to the detail of the sound or the sensation and see how it, it changes. It's got movement in it. Yeah. It's not just a fixed, solid thing. So we can just bring in and look with detail at the sensation, see the changing in it. Um, or... Um, we can just stay with a gentle sense of this is too is changing. And um, you can use a little noting here as well, just the word changing, changing. Yeah, just seeing the fluctuations, holding the bigger picture. This too is changing. It's not permanent. It's not fixed. It's not solid, constant in the way I'm taking it to be. Okay, so that's another way to work with it. Um, A fourth way is to open up the space. This is something we've been doing a lot already, but we can do that also when there's something unpleasant or uncomfortable in experience. Awareness and the body will contract, it will shrink around the unpleasant. So we stretch and open the space. We can use the stretched awareness that we did yesterday in the guided meditation if you like that practice. Just Stretching it out, yeah, opening out the awareness, either to sound or to a whole body. Yeah. And letting that both the and then tuning into the pleasant if you can within that stretched awareness, within that large awareness, and letting the two be there. So the unpleasant may still be there in that big space, but there's also pleasant with it. And sometimes just the sense of space. That unpleasant, that uncomfortable is there within a large space. It's not the only thing. 
It's a large space, there's more going on. Yeah. And then from this uh, comes the fifth way. Uh, sometimes naturally arises, we can, we can feel the unpleasant within a large space. Yeah. And that becomes quite a tender, quite a loving, quite compassionate space. You have holding the unpleasant or uncomfortable within um, this compassion or tenderness, kindness. Um, and we can also bring that directly as a fifth way. So when there's um, unpleasantness or discomfort somewhere in the body, holding that in compassion or holding the whole body in compassion or holding the specific sensation in compassion. So as I've been saying uh, through this, um, we're working with this primarily in the body or with the hearing if the body isn't um, an accessible place for you. So primarily working with body sensations um, because it's important to cultivate these skills these skills with um, the relatively less complex. Okay, so really um, using the body here uh, to, to work with this, with what we take a little bit less personally. And over time we can expand it to more complex things like you know, emotions or thoughts. Um, but initially, yeah, at this stage, starting focusing, prioritizing the body. Uh, easiest way for us usually to, to, to attend and to play with this. So that's the very long introduction and uh, we'll have some time for practice now. So um, yeah, let's practice together. I'll, I'll guide through the practice so that we touch on these different ways um, of of working or opening to the opening the range also to the unpleasant and it's worth noticing for yourself as you do this um, if there's a particular way out of these four or five ways that feels more interesting more accessible more alive for you um, because then I'll encourage you to just choose one <laughs> Yeah, not try to do all of them. It gets confusing. You still able to hear me okay? Okay, great. So do let me know if... Um, I'm not just paranoid. I have had problems with my laptop sound. So I'm asking you. So do let me know if sometime through the, um, through the meditation, if, if it's suddenly, uh, if you can't hear me send a message in the chat. Okay, so let's, uh, let's find a comfortable posture for meditating together. I have around 25 minutes to practice. And settling into that posture.
So taking some moments to settle into the posture. To settle the awareness into the body. You can use the contact areas of body with seat and body with ground. as a way of grounding and settling the awareness. And also checking in with the balance of uprightness and ease in the body, particularly the back. Taking some time to ground and anchor and gather in the steadiness of the body, the support of the seat and the ground. When you're ready, stretching, expanding the awareness from the contact areas to the whole body. Or if you're using sound, stretching the awareness to the field of sound, opening out to the sounds around you. Awareness stretched, large, expanded, a little bit beyond the body if possible. If you'd like to include the breath and the flow of the breathing or the energy of the breath filling up the whole space of awareness, then you're welcome to do that.
Awareness stretched open wide with sound or with the body. We can tune in to that sense of openness, expansiveness. Anything pleasant, comfortable, enjoyable, nice in the hearing, if you're using hearing, or in the body breath experience. Just take some minutes to tune in to that pleasantness, okayness. And that stretched open space of awareness. So opening the space wide open. Feeling any pleasantness that's there. And now, very gently, within that wide space of awareness, opening to 
anything in your experience right now that is mildly unpleasant, just lightly unpleasant, lightly uncomfortable, maybe a tickle, an itch, or a slightly uncomfortable sensation in the body or unpleasant sound. This opening to see if anything arises. That's slightly mildly unpleasant. Don't worry if it doesn't, enjoy. We're just seeing if we can open, we can find. Anything mildly unpleasant in experience, mildly uncomfortable. Bringing the awareness to that, just noticing what's the habitual response, reaction. Is there a shrinking on some level of fighting? some degree of, I don't want this. I'm just noticing that. Interested to know that. And then relaxing a little bit, opening out the awareness and seeing if it's possible to just be with this experience, be with this discomfort or unpleasantness, just for a little while. If you're using the body, then just a few breaths, staying intimate with this without rejecting. If it's a sound and just a sense of a few seconds or a few minutes, just being with this and allowing it, not rejecting, not pushing away. And letting awareness meet it. Inviting this meaning of awareness, this knowing quality to meet with interest. If you're using the breath, you can play with breathing around this sensation or in and out of it. Noticing what happens when I do that, if I just stay with this, or I let awareness make contact, come close to the sound or the sensation with interest. Or I breathe around it or in and out of it.
may be that the particular sensation or sound passes away, disappears, changes. That's okay if that's the case, just open out again. Resource yourself in the pleasantness. And then open again to feel any mild, any relatively light degree of discomfort or unpleasantness in experience as much as possible. Meeting it in this way with interest, with gentleness, with intimacy. I just stay with this for a little while or become more intimate through the way I listen or the way I breathe. Also, as we do this, noticing if as we're doing this, there's any relaxation and tension in the actual sensation or the area around it or in awareness. And now intentionally inviting any tension, any holding, any contraction to relax as much as possible. If you're using the breath, you can use the out-breath to emphasize the relaxation. stretching, opening the awareness wide again. Tuning into the pleasant. And seeing if this pleasant feeling of a stretched awareness can include and contain, allow for the unpleasant to be there or to pass in its own time, with gentleness and care. Opening out, stretching out the space of awareness. include within that stretch space within that open space that
pleasant experience can we also include the unpleasant allowing it to be there to stay to go in its own time If you like, you can emphasize the compassion in the attitude. Large stretched open awareness and holding the painful or the uncomfortable in compassion with tenderness. Noticing the impact of that. Wide awareness, open, and the unpleasant, just one aspect of experience. Met and held with compassion and tenderness. Noticing the impact.
And now within that same field, stretched awareness, wide and open, attitude of compassion, of tenderness towards the uncomfortable or the unpleasant. From that wide open space, colored, flavored with compassion. Seeing this sensation or this sound as changing, not fixed, not permanent, not lasting. So you might do this through attention to the detail You know, the vibrations, the comings and goings, the highs and the lows, dynamic aspect of any experience. We just might hold it in compassion in the large space of awareness and gently, gently note you're changing, changing. Emphasizing compassion and intimacy in the relationship. Exploring this for a few minutes is always noticing the impact. What happens when I relate in this way? And then resting back in the wide awareness. So 
resting into any pleasantness, any well-being that's available right now. So a little bit on how to continue with this practice through the day. So unless you really enjoy it, uh, some people really enjoy this practice, I'm one of them, um, in which case you can continue to kind of emphasize it and highlight it and actually look for unpleasant sensations like we were just doing. Um, otherwise, um, just do it when pain or unpleasantness arises, okay, when it arises naturally. So um, we're still continuing to primarily do what um, or emphasize the pleasant as the um, object of our meditation practice, yeah, what we attune to. But when unpleasantness arises or something um, unpleasant in the body, uncomfortable in the body arises, then um, then do the practice. Hopefully, you got a sense when we were going through it now um, of which one of these ways of working with the unpleasant or uncomfortable were more uh, useful, natural, accessible to you. Yeah, And it might be that it's a combination of several, but um, it is important that when something unpleasant arises or discomfort arises that you don't start trying to figure out oh, which of these five different ways am I going to do now, but just kind of have a sense of, okay, what is it that I'm going to apply? Um, is it something to do more with um, the stretched awareness, the wide space, maybe um, with a flavor of compassion? Is it more seeing the anicca, the inconstancy, the change? Um, is it more coming into an intimate relationship yeah with the breath or with the quality of awareness that we're bringing yeah close to um, or uh, is it actually kind of an invitation for the tension and the contraction to relax yeah so all of these are very intertwined which is why it can get confusing um, but just seeing if um, you can have a sense okay what is it that's actually helpful 
and when there's pain, discomfort, unpleasantness in the body or in the sound, if that's what you're working with, then bring it there. Then kind of, okay, here's something we can do. Yeah. And we're learning that skill as we're doing that. Meeting it well and then choosing one or two ways to work with it. Uh, and when it changes, reduces, dissolves, disappears, um, then coming back to the primary object that you were working with. Yeah, the pleasant breath or the sound or the wide body awareness or body sensations, whatever you were doing as a primary um, object. The way, there may be a temptation as we go with this, and I'm going to name it, to either start working with the most difficult chronic pain in the body that you've had for about 15 years, um, or to bring it to emotional pain um, and all of that. And that's, it's a beautiful intention there, yeah? It's that wish to alleviate suffering. Just really listen to the process and see if we can bring some patience and see it as, you know, just like if we went into the gym right now, we wouldn't go and pick up the heaviest weights. We'd kind of train the muscles. So see it as doing that. That's what we're doing in the practice. Uh, start working with milder things and build up. Yeah. It depends on many, many conditions. You know, you may be already uh, ready to work with, with more. Maybe you've already been doing a lot of work with physical pain. Um, but if you haven't, then just take it slowly and trust uh, in the speed of your own process and you'll know when to expand and the um, and the notice board uh, is already updated with this kind of instruction so you don't have to remember all the th everything I've said there's something quite similar to what I've said already up there uh, in writing that you can refer to uh, but you do need to refresh the page every time you go in to get the updates Yeah, and so there'll be one temptation of going to kind of more extreme pain and the other is there'll be a temptation to go to the emotional life and things like that just to stay with the relatively mild body experiences at this point. Uh, or the sounds. Really important to say about working with body pain, okay, especially the more uh, intense body pain. If the pain persists beyond the sitting practice, Okay, so you have a pain in your knee and you've gotten up and you still feel it in the middle of the walking. Yeah. Or um, there's pain in the body in an area that you know you have an injury or history of pain with. Please pay attention. <laughs> this is pain that's calling for wisdom. Okay. That means um, change your position. Move during the meditation if you need to. You know, we can include movement um, in our practice if we need to. Yeah, if we need to change position, uh, then we, we can do that mindfully, gently, minimally. Yeah. And we can also alternate our sitting postures between different sittings. I was saying to people yesterday, this is one of the advantages of doing this uh, at home as opposed to in Friendship Inn where you have to choose. <laughs> There's not enough space in the hall. You can only have either a chair or a place on the floor. But um, here you can, you can have a chair and you can have um, a cushion and you can alternate. You can do some sittings in one and some sittings in the other. So please take care of your body. Okay? It's, it's, uh, it's, um, this is a practice of kindness and compassion and wisdom together. So if the pain persists beyond sitting or it's related to an unknown injury, um, alternate postures of sitting 
move if you need to um, to release that tension in in the practice uh, gently and mindfully and uh, with the walking practice we're continuing with the walking practice in the same way yeah attention in the body with the movement and we're including the um, will include the pain or the discomfort when it arises yeah and we can work with it then in similar ways in the walking um, as we've done now in the sitting yeah so we're opening that range yeah opening that range of what we can attend to uh, skillfully and well So one last thing, which is a practical thing. Sorry to do it at the end when you're just about to go off to do your walking practice. But um, we need to do a swap of one person in the groups. And we're wondering if there's anybody in group three or five that wouldn't mind swapping to group four. Um, Because there's someone who cannot do a group at 12.15, but only in the afternoon. Marianne, you okay doing that? Okay, are you are you in group three? Yeah. Okay, so Marianne, if you go to group four, which will meet at twelve fifteen, and uh, then Anu, yeah. Okay, so you know already. Great. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so it's time now for. Uh, walking practice or questions in the hall. So uh, feel for yourself, take a moment to feel for yourself what you'd like to do. And if you um, want to stay, you have a question or you'd like to listen to other people's questions, you're really invited to stay. Otherwise, enjoy your walking practice and the rest of the day. And thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.